You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You lovely Locked On Spartans listeners, how on earth are you all doing today as we ring in the weekend? That's right, whether it's uh, Thursday night you're listening to this, uh, Friday morning during your lunch break, uh, you're going to happy hour right now. Anytime you're listening to this, thank you so much for kicking off your weekend with Locked On Spartans. That's right, your team in green and white every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We got a fun one today. We we like to try to make these Friday shows a little bit fun. Uh, You guys asked some mailbag questions uh, not too long ago, so we're going to get into them. A lot of hard-hitting questions like, if you had to play hide-and-seek anywhere in Michigan State, where would it be? Uh, the most underrated games I've been to, the best up-and-coming program at MSU, and then also, oh my, what if Mel Tucker only wins seven games next season? Hmm. We'll get into all that, but first we're going to hit on uh, Jay Wright stepping away, tying it into Izzo, the college basketball landscape, all that fun stuff. But before we get to that, two things. Just need to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you're listening on any of these podcasting platforms, or if you're watching on YouTube, if you decide to look at my face when I talk about Michigan State, first of all, God bless you. Second of all, hey, please subscribe, uh, comment below, tell us that you're liking the show. If you're not liking the show, I guess you could say that as well and kind of make me a little sad on this this Friday, but okay, that's, that's up to you. Uh, number two. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, tips, um, I'm going down to Florida here pretty soon. I, I do like myself a nice poolside cocktail. If you have any good recipes for those, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Let's get into it. Late Wednesday night, uh, it kind of breaks out of nowhere, right? That, okay, Jay Wright, after an incredible tenure at Villanova, decorated with Final Fours, National Championships, at the spry age of 60, gone. Stepping away, he's out of here. Just went into the night without a peep. Uh, did the complete 180 of Coach K. He did not have uh, 14 going away parties. He didn't have a press conference to kick off this going away tour that was going to last six or seven months, however long it was. No, he just, y'all be good. I'm, I'm just going to kind of dip out into the sunset here and um, enjoy the rest of my life. So, Two things that immediately came to mind for me. Uh, the first one is, holy crap, how is that man, how is that man 60, 60 years old? I would have thought it's like 51 tops, right? I, If I can look that good at 40, if I can look that good at 40, um, that's, where do I sign right there? Number two, of course, you know how my mind works. I always relate everything to Michigan State. So I'm thinking that, okay, wow, Jay Wright's gone at 60. Tom Izzo, 67, and this has been the conversation for how long? I mean, that, oh, when's he going to step away? And when he's asked about it, of course, he skirts around the question. Or he says something crazy like, I'll be here for another 15 years. But also, like, he actually could be here for another 15 years. But regardless, there's a conversation to be had. And if you're just so sick of listening to it, skip to the next segment right now. But I think it's a fascinating time in college basketball. And whether that's a fascinating time for better or for worse, that's uh, that's for you lovely folks to decide. But you can see why these guys are stepping away, right? Like, yeah, okay, no one's stepping away when, like, they're 42 years old. It's not like Coach K, 
you know, was, yeah, just in his early 40s, or that Roy Williams was a young guy, but Jay Wright, but still, I don't think there's necessarily a coincidence that these guys just get up and leave, especially with the way college basketball is these days. If I could just uh, go on that little old-timey rant here, but here's the thing, is that as sick as we are of, like, hearing just from these old curmudgeon-y white basketball coaches that are just millionaires from coaching the sport, like, they're not necessarily lying about a lot of things, right? Like, I think there's some truth to what they're saying. Now, let's just take a step back here. Let's dial back the clock. We'll call it five years. Seven years. A period when NIL wasn't here. When, When the transfer portal hasn't blown up. Like, being a college coach is crazy enough. Right, I mean, just on on the baseline, like you are jet setting throughout the off season, chasing these high school kids, going to AAU circuits, high school games. You're dealing with you know, bag men, shady uncles, shady agents, uh, and also too, like on the not dirty side, like just glad handing donors, like all the extracurricular stuff, all these media responsibilities you have to do. Um, oh yeah, and that's right. You also have to watch after about 15 kids and then coach games and navigate your team through a season. <laughs> That's right. I almost forgot that part. Um, and it's crazy, right? Like, college basketball coaching is insane. Wild. Crazy. Is it a cool job? Do you get a nice paycheck? Yeah. Like, sure you do. You could be the highest paid employee in your state sometimes. But here's what I always think. When do you ever get to spend this money? Like, I get that Izzo has a sweet lake house on Grand Haven. He's got to be there for two weeks of the year, maybe. I, a few of those days are just spent with his team in general for team bonding exercise. Like, a lot of coaches just get a country club membership on top of their uh, whole contract. Like, what are these guys golfing? I, so, yeah. I, listen, I'm not going to play the Sarah McLaughlin music and ask for, you know, a 15 cent a day donation to supplement these coaches but still it's always been crazy and now 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 it's insane right now the transfer portal we all have our opinions on it I, I, sometimes i catch myself changing opinions on it just by the day like i think it's a good thing but listen it it is kind of crazy right that the offseason you know i think i said a few weeks ago and a lot of people have said it that the offseason college basketball is just free agency season it's the whole calendar. It's the whole year. Like, throughout the entire season, you're on edge. Okay, is this guy going to get up and leave? Now it's rare, but it does happen. And now all of a sudden, NIL just shows up. And that's not a gradual thing that you built up to. That's not something that, like, okay, I'm learning a little bit, learning a little bit. Okay, now we're hitting our stride. Like, one day, that switch was turned on, and NIL is here. And, oh, on top of all that, regulating it <laughs> no, no, no 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 good luck everyone you're on your own um it was rumored that oscar shibway got like two million dollars to come back to kentucky next year now this is horrible what i'm doing right now i'm I, I i read it twice and i didn't confirm it with anyone but i that's not that's not too far-fetched to believe i'm sure that we are getting up in the six seven figures for a lot of these kids and that's bananas especially when there's no like salary cap so to speak Izzo spoke on this on the Inside the Locker Room podcast last week with Brian LaSalam, Jason Strayhorn. And these were complaints that he had. That, yeah, it's not regulated at all. There is no salary cap. Oh, and also, also on top of all this, with NIL, 
Now, the coaches, we could all be adults here. The, the coaches aren't supposed to talk to the donors, whoever's paying these kids, but it, I'm sure it happens. But still, on the surface, coaches are not supposed to like broker these deals or anything or glad-hand donors be like, hey, your company, can you give this five-star $1.7 million to come to my school for two years? And then what happens when he leaves after one year? Like, who knows? It is the Wild West. They are learning on the fly. It seems stressful as hell. So now for these older coaches that have been doing this for decades, you have three options, really. You can either step away, like Coach K, Roy Williams, and Jay Wright did. And I don't say step away as in like the, oh, these cowards took the easy way out. I'm going to keep it honest with you. I'd do the same thing. There's no, like, I, 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 I have a hard time changing my ways after I do something for one year straight and then things get changed around. You do this for 20, 30 years and all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, uh, how do you like daily free agency and a bunch of crazy stuff going on on the outside with hundreds of thousands, if not millions being thrown around to your players? Like, hey, yeah, you, you like that on top of everything you already had to deal with? Option number two of what you could do, uh, Keep what you're doing. Deny NIL, like don't use a transfer portal. Like, I, But listen, I, and that's not the option that you can do because option three is you just try to adapt on the fly and learn new tricks as an old dog. And yeah, I think that's kind of what Izzo's holding pattern is right now. I don't think he's stepping away. Although I am great at jinxing things on this podcast. So if he retires this weekend, I, I might just step away from podcasting. So I'm going to knock on wood right there. But... Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I know that we all get on Izzo for not hitting the transfer portal too hard, and I believe me, I'm one of those people. I'm not saying that that I'm not, but man, it's 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 overwhelming times around these parts in, in college basketball, and you have to wonder if this speeds up Izzo's clock to step away again. He's 67, like he he's already probably up against it, but also there's something to be said that I'm a little impressed that he hasn't been completely beaten down <laughs> by everything going on. So, yeah, I don't know if I have a conclusion to anything I just said other than I, I do sympathize with coaches, which sounds crazy. They're getting paid 4 $5 million a year to be doing this. Life could be a lot worse, uh, you know, but, I, hey, this is, man, I, I don't necessarily envy it completely, you know. It's kind of like being the president of the United States. I, 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 I don't know if I want that job. That's a job that maybe sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. So there you have it. I just had to riff on that with, with Jay Wright just stepping down ever so quietly. So, yeah, there we go. And uh, I'm the opposite of ever so quietly. I need to talk to you fine people about Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar. I've been talking your ear off about it for days, weeks, months, uh, years. I, however long you've been listening to this podcast, we have been preaching about Built Bar. Not just because they sponsor the show, but if you catch me at a tailgate or just on the sidewalk or at a restaurant, and, and I've had people do this before, and ask me, hey, are Bilt Bars really that good? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are amazing. They are wrapped in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're chewy. They taste like exactly what is on the wrapper. This ain't some ridiculous protein bar where you are choking down some sawdust, just trying to convince yourself that it tastes somewhat good. No, no, no. It tastes better than a candy bar. It also hooks the body up with some great nutritional value. Each Built Bar has around 170 calories. Each Built Bar, 4 grams of net carbs, just 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. 
and the fine folks at Built Bar want to put money in your wallet. That's right. Go to Built.com. Smash in promo code LOCKED15. LOCKED15, just like I said, point to the right direction this time. And that's going to save you 15% off your order. One more time. That's Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And before, cracking open our mailbag. Having some fun on a Friday, baby. Let's go. Just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So this was, a, I think, two weeks ago. I reached out uh, to ask you lovely, lovely people for, for questions for the mailbag because eh, it gets a little dry in the offseason, I can't lie. And also, you guys just have the most creative questions of all time, and it's very fun on my part to answer. And hopefully that you can answer at home. If you have answers for any of these questions that you think I'm dead wrong on, hey, comment below on YouTube, or if you're listening to the podcast, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. So, going back a, a few weeks, you guys came up with a lot of questions, and this one uh, was an interesting one. This one is from Woodward and Brush. I, I see that account time and time again on my timeline, and it's always just being upset about Mel Tucker or talking about Tom Izzo, who has more Final Four banners than... Seemingly, this guy's entire program has in their history. I'm assuming he's a fan of the school down the road because, oh, wow, just a lot of anger when it comes to talking about Michigan State, which is quite often from this account. So he asks, what happens when the propaganda machine runs out, MSU wins seven games next season, and people realize Tucker is a fraud? <gasps> oh, no. Okay, so just to back up here. So in, in this world, winning 11 games, winning... Every rivalry trophy that you play for in the regular season, plus a New Year's Six bowl game, that's an anomaly. But winning seven games in one year, that's enough evidence uh, that you're a fraud. Okay, so this is the galaxy of what we're talking about here. Um, Okay, let's answer the question. If MSU were to win just seven games next year, yeah, point blank, that, that would be a disappointment. No doubt, Mel Tucker set the bar very high for himself instantly uh, because he's been getting the stuff done well instantly but I think that Michigan State fans are smart enough to understand that Mel's got this going in the right direction even with seven wins listen hey there's a lot to look forward to even in the future should this season not pan out hypothetically like okay Kaden Hauser throwing to Jeremy Bernard we've got some young defensive players that are promising and also oh yeah on top of all that um, recruiting has Never, ever, 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 ever been better in East Lansing at Michigan State from the kids that Mel Tucker is getting commitments from. The kids that he's getting onto campus. Just look at last week's spring game. Littered with four and five stars. That doesn't happen in East Lansing a lot. And even when that wasn't happening, well, in the Mark D'Antonio era, still had no problem beating Michigan anyway. And all this is widely ironic, too, coming from the fan base that, for the longest time, touted off-season titles and recruiting wins, well, despite not actually doing anything of substance on the field. Um, So, and listen, it's also even more ironic and humorous to me that uh, the the one year that that program down the road does actually do something to smile about on the field, not the field in East Lansing, keep in mind, no, that's, no, still has yet to be done in the Mel Tucker era, they spend their off-season talking about Mel Tucker constantly, talking about their father. And I guess that's just respect for your elders because, hey, listen, you could talk about how little that game bothers you all you want last year, but uh, when you just keep talking about it unprompted, 
In the middle of the offseason? That, that doesn't sound like something that's not bothered to me. So, uh, see you guys probably tomorrow or in two days uh, online next time you talk about how uh, Mel's overrated or something like that after, um, yeah, near six bowl game, every rivalry trophy, 11 wins. So, no, like, if Mel wins just seven games next season, and also, like, one probably will be against Michigan, like, because, listen, he... He beat Michigan two years ago with a roster that was 75% MAC-level players. Um, he's not a fraud, I don't think, yet. I think it's a little too early to put that label on him. He's got the future of MSU looking bright. Speaking of looking bright, here's a question. Uh, that was a lot of fun to just dig into, actually. And this is from Deity, I think was the name. It was D-E, the number one, T-Y. So, I, sorry if I didn't pronounce that the way you wanted me to. But, great question. Simple question. What is a program besides basketball and football that is on the rise and could be great soon? Oh, yeah. If you tuned into Locked on Spartans today hoping to hear gymnastics talk, you, Buster, are in are in for a treat. It's gymnastics, I think. And, yeah, listen, there's some good programs at Michigan State here, like women's soccer, you know, doing good things. Like the, the golf team just sent someone down to play at Augusta National in a, that little tournament called the Masters not too long ago. But gymnastics has got it popping right now. And, yeah, you know, sorry that I didn't talk about this more during the season, but hey, you know how it be. Basketball consumes all of our lives. But, listen, this gymnastics team, second in the Big Ten meet last year. They scored over 197 points five times during the season, including their fourth highest team score ever. Now, for those who don't know, like me, about 30 minutes ago before I really looked into all this, over 197, that's pretty damn good. You know what else is pretty good, too? Uh, the coaching staff was named National Staff of the Year. Okay, head coach, Mike Rowe, named National Coach of the Year. And all this is fun. But do you know what's even, like, crazier about all this? Is that this is a young team. I'm, like, a young team. They had two freshmen make first-team All-Big Ten in Skyla Schulte and Gabrielle Steven. Okay, three sophomores in Delaney Harkness, Bailey Garcia, and Gianna Khalif. And so sorry if I mispronounced anyone's name right there. All-Big Ten second-team honors. Five gymnasts. Five. Five. All making either first-team or second-team All-Big Ten, and they're all sophomores or freshmen. So, yeah. Uh, hello, gymnastics school. Uh, they ended the season also last year. Uh, they, they made the regional final over in Seattle, and I believe rated as high as number 12th in the nation at some point. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, good on you, gymnastics. What a segment. Uh, we go just from smack-talking Michigan to talking about gymnastics. Never tell me that this podcast does not have range. Uh, let's go. That's what we're talking about. We got more great questions from you fine folks, too. I just got to talk to you about betonline.net. Woo! First, uh, if you are looking for props, lines, some fun futures for the best time of the sports season, we're talking golf season's in full swing. That's a pun. MLB season, also in full swing. That's also a pun. Some NBA talk, some NHL playoffs all starting, and then on top of all that, in a few weeks, in a few weeks, my friend, my friends and family, it's Kentucky Derby time, baby. Let's go. You know that Bet Online has got us ready for everything coming up. 
because, well, they are your number one source for all your betting and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of MLB. Major League, uh, sorry, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends in action. That's at Bet Online, where the game starts. Back to the mailbag we go, you lovely people. Last segment before the weekend. And thank you so much for anyone that has submitted a question. If you guys have questions that you want to get off, hey, either leave them in the comments section. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports. Do it all here. Um, hit me up in, in a variety of ways. This next one is from uh, Dougie Tutter, is just what we'll call him today. Uh, just great gentleman, by the way. Just fan- fantastic guy. Um, this is a, a good question for the whole family here. Uh, you are walking down a dark alley at night, as one does. Uh, pick one to have your back. You have to fight the rest. Okay, so the group here is Miles Bridges, Nick Ward, Joe Bocci, Jeremy Langford, Kenny Willekes. So I get one, <laughs> which means that it's me and someone else uh, in a 2v4 matchup here. Street fight, no holds barred, back alley. It's just like old times in East Lansing. Yeah, you know me, just always throwing a brawl. Um, okay, I'm going to just answer the question right now because it's going to be Kenny Willekes. And I don't just say that because he's one of my favorite Spartan athletes of all time, but, like, this is a man that, I think it was his senior year, if not junior year, or maybe even both, lived in an attic at Michigan State. The, the house that he lived at was a was an attic, and I, like, that, that's that got to add some character on someone, right? Also, okay, I guess we could just talk about, you know, his actual, actual athletic ability. He, quick. He's big, strong, but then again, so are these other guys. Like, Jeremy Langford, that would not be fun going up against. And also, like, I had the chance to meet Jeremy Langford uh, down at his business right outside Romulus. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I feel so I feel so bad fighting him. I mean, don't get it twisted. Like, he would, he would turn me into a pulp, no doubt about it. But, like, on the off chance, I get, like, one fist on him, I'd feel terrible about it. Uh, Joe Bocci, that'd be a tough out. I think Nick Ward would be a tough out. Miles Bridges, who am I kidding? All these guys are tough outs. Um, God, Miles Bridges is from Flint, isn't he? That that gives him some cred right there. Uh, give me give me the guy that lives in the attic. Give me Kenny Willikus. Uh Kenny, good luck to you, man. I because I ain't gonna help <laughs> all too much in this brawl. Uh, but hey, I have faith in him. Uh, this is from Gruff Gliz. This next question: Which building on MSU's campus would be best for a hide and seek game? Okay, so I, I have four written down in front of me right now. Uh, Wells Hall would be absolutely positively bananas. That's just like a big building. Uh, same with the business college. That that would be bananas as well. A lot of area, a lot of lecture halls, a lot of small rooms too. The third I'd written down it was the library. And this is why I don't have it as my winner because like I, I can count on one hand when I was a student there the amount of times I visited the library. I know that probably shocks a lot of you. Um, and all every time I got more lost than I got the previous time when I was there. So hide and seek would be fun. Obviously, a lot of hiding spots. But like, if I'm the seeker, like I would get lost and like I just end up dying at the library because I, I can't find anyone. And I also just don't know my way out. So the winner here, and this might be cheating a little bit because I know it's not gonna be around for much longer if they've already started to change it. 
I Am West. I Am West would be a hoot and a half. They got a great, great variety of like open spaces, some bleachers, some like uh, the, the the courts downstairs, the indoor like tennis facility or what have you, some locker rooms, the ping pong table. Like they've got the space, like the area, and then like the open spaces combined with like the tight spaces too. That outdoor track upstairs, the pool. Got to hide underwater. Why don't you? Uh, that would be a good time. So, love that question. Um, God, I would also love to have like a Nerf fight in, in one of these too. I think a Wells Hall Nerf fight. Yeah, that'd be who. So someone, someone arranged someone with more energy and time on their hands and uh, ambition. Uh, schedule a Nerf fight somewhere on campus, please. Thank you very much. Uh, this one is from Joy Flyer. The most underrated MSU games you've ever seen, but they add a caveat: not any games for a banner. Or we'll call it trophy too. Or against Michigan. Okay, so I have three written down for each sport for football and for basketball. Um, the first one is the 2019 game against Maryland because, as the hat said, that was a program win. Oof. Got us to six wins that season, but yeah, hey, we're we're bowling. Listen, you throw around the word underrated. I'm I'm gonna really use the word underrated literally here i'm not going to throw in like little giants or rocket or the the boise state game even that uh number two is that utah state game i believe it was 2018 and at the time it was terrifying and you start to think is are we oh are we not good Uh uh-oh are we are we not good and well that kind of maybe somewhat was true in the end um you know who actually was good was utah state that year Head coach Matt Wells led by quarterback Jordan Love. They went 11-2 and that season. I believe they were in the top 15 at some point in the season, if not just outside the top 15. So, yeah, beating them, I think what was this? it was 38-31, I believe. Felton Davis, amazing catch late in the game. Like, that was actually a really impressive win, as odd as it seemed like in the moment back then. But, yeah, you guys get what I'm saying. And the number one is the 2015 Indiana game at home, very close game, back and forth. It was 31-26 to going into the fourth quarter. And then there was like this three-minute rainstorm when Indiana had the ball that completely screwed them. Listen, weather is very rarely an excuse. You know, like we, we hear the Michigan fans cry about it from the 2017 game as if MSU had to play in sunshine and 80-degree weather with no wind whatsoever. Like, no, weather's a two-way street. Except for this game. Indiana got hosed there. Because the rain started when they got the ball. And it seemingly ended the minute they punted it away. And then MSU pulled away and won by like a thousand points. Uh, great fourth quarter for them. So yeah, that's my number one most underrated game. And for basketball, um, I was lucky enough to be at the Cassius Winston um, assist game. Where he broke Mateen Cleaves' Big Ten record for assist on the lob to Xavier Tillman. Um, number two. I was very fortunate to go to this game. Thank you for the state news for this one, the student newspaper at Michigan State. Uh, I covered the basketball team for one year, so they sent us beat writers to Spokane. And I think the MSU game against Delaware in 2014 was one of the best underrated games I've seen because Adrian Payne goes nuclear, nuclear, for 41 points. So that was just, that was kind of special to see that performance as well. And last but not least... Again, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I don't feel too great about it because it wasn't an actual sanctioned game, but it was followed by one. 
And I'm talking about the alumni game at Jenison Field House. This was a few years ago. Of course, uh, old dum-dum over here, me, uh, I forgot to write the year this happened down in my notes. But this was a really cool event. I think it was done over winter break. They moved the basketball court into Jenison. And the alumni game was, was, was cool. It was fun. We I saw Steve Smith put up roughly 75 shots. But if you donate as much as he does to the school, take 75 more, Stephen, for all I care. Um, that was such a cool game. And, of course... If anyone listening was lucky enough to go the following night when there was an actual game when Michigan State took on Tuskegee, that's got to be such a cool moment because I'm all about odd venues, right? Um, yeah, like basketball games and football stadiums doesn't bother me. Like I think it's really cool. Like obviously we all love that aircraft carrier game, uh, to use another example. But yeah, like it was so cool to go back into that old school venue of Jenison Fieldhouse and just take in that atmosphere. Very close. It was very. Not a lot of central air going on around Jenison. It had to have been 89 degrees uh, in the field house, but that, that was a cool step back in time, um, whether it be watching you know, some of our favorite players in the alumni game or actually back in that old venue. So that was really cool as well. If I missed anything, or if you got a cool underrated game that you were at, once again, comment below, hit me up on Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, also, uh, we were asked to name a goat earlier this week, and... Uh, so I said that the goat's name should be uh, Gracious Winston because goats eat grass. And then someone reached out to me and said, what about Judd Heath Goat? Like, God, that's so good. I'm so upset that I didn't think about that one. But yes, Judd Heath Goat might be the leader in the clubhouse now. So that is your latest breaking uh, Michigan State goat news. Now let's get you off into the weekend. And I just got to say from the deepest of my heart. I really do mean this, guys. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen. You guys are the best, especially all you fine folks that have been listening in the offseason. I know that it is popping in the regular season, right? Game recaps, game previews. Oh my God, what's going? But man, just uh, for you guys to stick around in the offseason, that, that, that's what makes you guys the best. Love every single one of you. Always great to talk about Michigan State with uh, each and every one of you guys. Now, go make your second listen, Lockdown NFL Draft. That's right. It's coming on next week. Trying to get one of these guys on the podcast next week, so uh, fingers crossed, hopefully we can. Go make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen with Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available where you find folks. Get your podcast. Have a great weekend. Love you all. Go Green.